Welcome to Sober Soapbox with Shanti, where we're going to talk recovery, healing, and transformation, and how that influences and affects daily life. If I think it, I'm going to say it, and we're going to talk openly about it. One of the very many lessons I've had to learn on this experience of sobriety is that I will lose some people. It's a given and something I've learned through my meetings and through personal experience already so far and through me of my own will, having to ruthlessly cut people out for my own mental health to get back on track, that this is all par for the course. So navigating relationships, that's what we will be talking about today. How your past affects your present, digging deep and seeing what you need to do to change some habits and navigating your emotions and reactions and what you apply going forward. Now, this has been a big thing for me to deal with because I am not and have never been a great communicator when it comes to feelings and what's actually happening in my life and inside me. When I come across adversity, I usually run away and shut down. And as I got older, I chose isolation over any drama, no matter what the consequences. I've always come across as confident and vocal, but nobody really knows the real me on a deep level who I am, where I'm from, besides my childhood and school friends, and there is nobody that knows anything deep, dark, or personal about me. It's all very surface level. I've always shown people what I want them to see. This has been used as a survival tactic growing up where feelings weren't talked about, and I grew up completely self-sufficient and self-reliant with nobody to talk to and also nobody that would listen to me. My feelings were ignored, and this in turn caused me to shut down and bottle up every valid emotion I felt, and this over time became how I dealt with everything. I felt shame feeling feelings and talking about them, like it made me weak, and it wasn't worth the effort, and this is slowly how I built up my armor by keeping everything inside. Anyway, I don't want to get stuck in a sad story because there's lots of us that have one. This is about looking at it subjectively and not getting stuck in a poor me situation and about realizing where the problem came from is now and what we are going to do about it. I guess where I would need to start when I'm looking at this and where it really started becoming a problem is going back a few years and how clouded my judgment started becoming as time was going on and I started drinking more heavily. From bad learned habits that got worse as I got older and being so clouded by alcohol that my judgment, or actually rather lack thereof, became totally egotistical. As far back as I can remember, I've always been a fiercely loyal person, to a fault where if you hurt someone I love, I will pick sides and I will defend them to my own detriment of being hated. I've never cared what people thought of me. I've never gone with the crowd just because it was easier. And I've never needed anyone's approval to validate who I am. I guess that has a lot to do with growing up because my friends were my safe space and were my chosen family. And I was extremely protective. It was always about loyalty and my way of holding on to relationships because the expectation was always high on a pedestal for reciprocation. And why didn't that person do what I would have done for them? And this was another start of a bad habit formed. And if I felt the betrayal was unforgivable in my mind, I would just cut them off. I got very good at cutting people off and being quite happy living without them. 
looking at it with a rational mind now, I look at it differently and realize most people don't like conflict or confrontation and would rather sit on the fence. I'm not saying this is great either because even on my new journey, I don't agree that sitting on the fence is right either, especially when you need to do the right thing and your voice can help a situation you know is wrong. We are not all going to like each other and that's okay, but you do need to choose your battles that matter. Through my experience in my life and of the friendships I've made, I have come to realize I've always had a tendency to gravitate towards the broken, and I have to wonder if we see or feel the trauma that connects us. Is there something invisible there that attracts us to each other when we meet, or does that bond get stronger once you get to know that person better, or is this simply a case for me, of monkey see, monkey do. For example, growing up in a home with a constant flow of people that came and went, with me having such a blasé attitude to accepting that not everyone will stay, and that's okay, and having formed a habit of letting go very easily. All this reflecting has made me question one of my close past relationships that I walked away from thinking I was protecting myself. One that I often reflect on very kindly and sadly, but because of my own ego and attitude that they weren't interested in every aspect of my life and me feeling so sorry for me that I was having a hard time that I chose to distance myself thinking they don't care for me anyway, but it all actually had to do with me and my internal battles and that I couldn't and didn't know how to share my failures. But knowing now, how would she have ever known how I was feeling because I never said a word, and if I had, she would have been here in a heartbeat. I know this one needs an apology, but I haven't quite got there yet with my amends. But I think about it often, and I know that I caused a lot of pain to someone with a heart of gold that would have moved the earth for me, and all I would have had to do is open up. I've come to realize bad communication ends a lot of good things that never needed to end. And once so much time passes, you sort of don't know how to find your way back to the place. And then it's gone forever. These are the hardest amends to make because they need to be done. But where do you start? Having to reflect on my childhood and some of my friends I've made along the way when I was young, I've come to realize some, not all, are like this because they've had to survive alone through a lot. They were their own heroes and nobody came to save them. I see now how soul-destroying it is for a child to have nobody to talk to or turn to when they need advice, even on the smallest of issues. Everything learned was learned alone or from not such great role models, non-existent parents or a single parent household, alcoholism and fear with occasional violence in the home. The list goes on and I know I've said before there are lots of us that have sad stories and some far worse than what I had. But one thing I do know is that I need to change this generational curse that I didn't ask for because I know for sure that I do not want to pass this on to my kids. I found alcohol and drugs really young and used this as a band-aid to cover the bullet hole. And as time went on, it got progressively worse. What I was trying to hide came out in a spectacular meltdown towards the end of last year, with my demons exploding from the depths where I'd suppressed them. So how do we heal that wound? For me, I had that additional cloud of alcoholism, whether it was genetic or learned behavior. I just knew I desperately needed to stop drinking, to start seeing clearly, and then everything else fell into place. I make it sound like, yep, stop drinking, and it all just falls into place. 
I wish it was that simple. The first step, though, was getting alcohol out of my life. It wasn't working for me anymore like it had in the past. I'd become angry, fearful, resentful. I was aligning myself with things that weren't good for me, compromising my morals and integrity. I was slurring more regularly, even after a few. There was never enough to drink. Towards the end, I woke up with major regrets and anxiety more often than not, not remembering what I'd done or said, which I'd done before over the years. But I knew enough to know then towards the end of last year and all these feelings and situations combined because of the chaotic state of mind I was in, that it was really influencing my mood and decision making in a bad way. I wasn't that fun, enigmatic, happy person anymore. She was gone. This person I was looking at, I hated. So first step done, goodbye alcohol. And let me tell you, I had no idea I'd be sitting here over half a year later, still not drinking, let alone talking about this on a podcast. Once the chaos in my head calmed down, it was onto therapy sessions which revealed depression and suppressed trauma. Boy, did this make me question everything about my life. Imagine 28 years of drinking and blocking things out and now you're sober and working through shit you never knew affected you so badly. And not only has it affected the relationship with yourself, but also those relationships closest to you. Alcoholism and generational trauma. What a winning combo. I will tell you, though, that accountability was a huge part of it for me. By holding myself accountable and picking myself apart ruthlessly and admitting some hard truths about what was wrong with me and starting to work on me slowly, this armor I had built to protect me over all the years slowly started coming off. I used to think I had a gift of resilience and strength because I grew up tough, but I've realized working through my shit is the real gift because it's a bloody difficult work in progress every day and one that does not stop. So if we want to do better in our relationships going forward, we need to look back at what's gone wrong in the past and what behaviors have been destructive and realizing what part we played in it, what you should deal with better, or if you could have possibly handled things better. Mine is knowing that I've never had the best communication skills on personal feelings, which really got bad over the last few years, especially when the drinking got worse. And I just started ignoring everything because I found it easier to cut it all out without having to address it. This is one I'm currently working through, but this has quite a few different facets for me. When I started my recovery, I needed to get my mind right and healthy, so I wasn't making wrong decisions going forward. I knew having the wrong company or outside influences and opinions, which let me tell you are definitely not needed in those beginning days, and yes, everybody has one of those. Anyway, these things could have been detrimental to my recovery, so I cut myself off from everyone. And not everybody will understand it. It's not for them to understand. The best advice I can give anyone first is do not rush what you need to do for yourself. I was just so broken and messy and didn't have a clue who I was and what I needed. I needed to desperately find myself without any outside influence and chose to not tell anyone what was going on, which wasn't hard for me because I had no idea how to address it anyway. I heard some pretty nasty things about myself while I was in the early stages of recovery, which hurt like hell. But instead of judgment, I chose to understand that it had come from a place of hurt and I had created that. 
bitter pill to swallow, but it made me even more determined to stay the journey. As time went on and my mind started clearing and getting healthier, I was so very glad I had chosen this route. It separated that what I thought I wanted wasn't necessarily what I actually needed. And this is where the major change starts. When we start looking into ourselves, the clear mind, because when you are suffering and have become weak under the influence of something, whether that be alcohol, drugs, trauma, abuse, or an influence, we tend to make lots of wrong decisions from who we let go to who we let in, to how we deal with situations, to what we allow in our lives. And this all has a knock-on effect in our relationships, working through the anger fear and resentment that we are left with and what causes those things are the stepping stones to healing. All those negative emotions and coping mechanisms that are so destructive that need to be rewired and it can be done. It's all about perspective and not looking at it from only your side. In the beginning of my recovery and my alcoholic, it's all about me, poor me mentality. I 100% most definitely wouldn't have been able to grasp this. But now I ask the right question. Instead asking, well, what caused that reaction? How do I understand that better? This is also a great tool because it takes away the judgment aspect, which we are all very quick to do. For example, I know how far I've come now because in so many situations I've been up against these days, I've chosen peace and understanding over conflict and chaos. I look back and the apologies I've made that were kind of accepted but never addressed and coming to peace with it that sometimes hurt runs so deep and that ship has sailed and there is nothing that can change that. I have to let it be and accept it. I need to accept the things I cannot change. The anger I had towards myself for not trusting my intuition when I knew something was off and making decisions I knew I didn't want and missing red flags that I never would have tolerated if I wasn't so jaded by alcohol and again having to forgive myself for all of that and let it go because that's on me. The resentment I was harboring of everyone's lives carrying on and those closest to me not seeing how much pain I was in, but realizing it was me who had pushed everyone away and I was the one that couldn't handle my drinking and had made choices necessary for my mental health to make sure I survived another day and find my way back to my amazing self. The absolute fear of being alone because I had never been alone before in my life. But I knew it's what I needed if I was going to survive whatever this was I was trying to navigate through in the beginning. I was sick and I needed to pull myself together. That fear turned into courage. Finally, it was finding peace in the decisions I'd made, knowing they were the right ones because my thoughts were no longer at war every second of the day, being accountable for what I needed to take on, but also setting boundaries when other people's behavior was not my struggle. This was a game changer for me because you do so much hard work in recovery that you really do find yourself and you find your peace and that is worth more than anything because that is what has been missing for so long. Getting your shit together requires a level of honesty you can't even imagine. I laugh at myself now when I look back and think I used to have it all together. I'm functioning well. Everything is great. And it may have looked like that, but the truth is nothing was great. So much needed to change. 
the absolute refusal to ask for help when I was in agony was rooted in trauma. And I was conditioned to believe it was strength. And I will never wish that on anyone living each day and remembering that you are a good person who may be made wrong decisions, but that doesn't define you. If you're ever scared you're a bad person, remember that bad people don't care about getting better. So make amends where you need to with past relationships when you're ready. Don't force this. Apply the changes you need to work on going forward and don't be afraid to let go of what's not good for you. The more you heal, the more comfortable you will be with being the villain in the story of people who don't want to do the work to heal themselves. You will know when you've really grown because when you find yourself feeling down and disillusioned, instead of slipping into all your old patterns and destructive toxic behaviors, you will make sure you double down on your goals, your positive habits and your rituals that work for you. Self-improvement is really addicting, and when you start to let all the good things into your life, it becomes habit, and you attract so much good. Start applying the small things that you need to work on in relationships going forward and the current ones you have around you. First, it's an intention, then a behavior, then a habit, then a practice, then a second nature, then it's simply who you are. So remember, one, it's never too late to change bad habits and there's no timeline for you to work with and no competition. You do you and don't lose sight that the only person you are trying to be better than is yourself. And even if you're making tiny bits of progress, it's still progress. My favorite line, progress, not perfection. Two, you are not your past. It does not define you, but learn to accept that you are responsible for yourself and your actions and be accountable, but you can draw the line and set clear boundaries to not take on other people's baggage. You are not responsible for how others choose to see you or how they react to you. Three, remember there are support groups for everything everywhere. Online chats are amazing. Look in the area you live in. You have nothing to lose by trying these out and you don't have to go back. But who knows, it could be life changing too like it was for me when nothing else had ever worked. There's so much to talk about when it comes to relationships. We could be here all day. And as always, hope it has helped in any way. And thank you for listening to me chat about life. And yes, I will be here next week again. As always, feel free to share your stories or send your questions and thoughts through via email where I'll be happy to chat about them or answer any questions. You can connect with me on Instagram at Sober Soapbox and you can use my link tree to subscribe, connect or email or you can email me directly on SoberSoapbox at Yahoo.com. Views expressed in this podcast do not constitute advice or services. The thoughts and opinions are mine solely and should not be substituted as professional or medical advice.